Hello and welcome to another episode of a long overdue episode, I should say, of the Conundrum Podcast. Um, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Um, I was kind of nervous. wasn't sure if I remembered how to do this, um, but I think it turned out all right. And uh, my guests for the podcast were two brothers based out of Nova Scotia, Kyle and Aaron Furlot, and they are known as the Green Reflectors. Um, they've been kind of uh, in the scene since 2007 was their first show. So um, doing the duo instrumental vibe, um, real surf or um, kind of riffs. Very cool. Um, they got the whole look down pat and uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, I haven't been able to catch one of their shows yet. I'm hoping that they will come back up to New Brunswick soon so that I can do that. Anyway, so we, you know, the usual, find out a little bit about them, uh, what they've been up to during the pandemic, um, how they record and come up with some really cool video content, which I will have linked in the description. Um, check out their YouTube channel, check out all the streaming platforms and buy their vinyls. Um, so anyway, without further ado, here's Kyle and Aaron Furlot of the Green Reflectors. Hello. There, I think I can hear. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good. I can hear you too. Okay. Cool. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. <Whoop>. Careful. <laughs> I don't want to create any injuries. Oh wow, you're going way back going there. <laughs> it's like that's why I went down so hard. Yeah. Broken. Uh oh. Okay. You should move up, Aaron. Instead of sitting behind the kit, unless you're gonna play something. No, <laughs> it would just be like. <laughs> so I'll have to fix that later. I'm just gonna sit on this thing. That should be fine. Ah. <sighs> Let's take down this. Uh, this, this sucks. Let's take. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that stuff, man. Yeah, but there's cool shit back here. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a cool shit. Back That's there. a cool shit back there, buddy. Lots of cool snare drums back there. <laughs> yeah, this whole stash. Yeah, none of my stuff is here. We were we were just recording drums today. Yeah, I saw the Instagram video. Yeah, yeah story or whatever you call them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, we were just like charting out a, a drum track. And, oh, there you go. So yeah, this is... Uh, you, what's that? This is where the, the magic happens. Half of it, anyway. Half of it? <laughs> I can make this lower. Yeah, we usually practice... It. We're in Bridgewater right now in his house. But we usually practice in Halifax at my house. So How far we were, is Bridgewater we were, to Halifax? It's an hour. Damn. Okay. So, so what we do is we usually like, um, we'll rehearse there and come up with the ideas at my house, and then when we record stuff, it's like his setup here is nicer. He's got nicer mics and blah blah blah. So he'll yeah. record his drums here with the metronome and stuff like that, and then he'll send me the session and I'll do the rest at my house. So that's what we've done for the last 
this is two years anyway, or, or three years since the pandemic or whatever. Yeah. And it worked really well. So we just kept on doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. it's easy with the two of you too. So you don't have a third person yeah. or another person in the mix kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty easy to do just the two of us. Yeah. So um, do you ever not wear matching outfits? Like <laughs> <laughs> we always have. So yeah, no, it's part of the, it's just part of the shtick. Yeah. It's kind of no, it's, fun. I love, We've had I love the, the, the matching outfits have been like since day one, like when we, when we first started, it was like, I would wear a green shirt and a white tie and he would wear a, 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 a white shirt and a yeah. green tie. So we had like the inverse thing going on, but we always wanted to have that like kind of uniform or whatever, like, like sort of a matching, yeah. you know, rather than kind of look like we just rolled out of our van or something. Yeah. The the typical jeans, black t-shirt, which I've been guilty of lately, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying this. No. Oh, that's all. <laughs> no, but I love it. Like, it's kind of like, um, like the hives love their stick, like the black and white. Um, they're yeah. fantastic band. Um, familiar with the hives oh yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's part of it yeah. like the, the wearing like matching outfits is like beatles and like all the kind of 60s groups yeah all kind of had the matching outfits thing and the hives is kind of a more recent example yeah and there were, I, I can't remember exactly what it was but it was one of the they had an there's an interview during the pandemic and and some guy was asking Pele about uh the matching outfits thing and he's like it just it just helps sell the band he said like it just he's like you know something like a cheap thing that can elevate your band to the next level is if you buy tailored suits or something like that 100 <laughs> percent. everybody has a matching outfit yeah because everybody is so visual now right so it, it it definitely adds to the stage i think it's awesome we were contemplating doing it back when we started the band <laughs> And then we just kind of got lazy with it. And we have another project that we're kind of thinking about doing similar, like matching outfits or at least similar shirts kind of thing. But that's, that's in the pipeline. That's going to be a while. So, but uh, so way easier with the internet. Like when we first started, like buying clothes on the internet, wasn't quite where it is right now. So we had to go to Zellers and things like that to find our, and it was like, you know, sometimes you find one that's really good and you wouldn't find, there's, there's only like one and it's like a, a small, it would fit me, but it wouldn't fit him or something. And yeah, yeah. But now it's really easy because you can just buy stuff online that just match too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So where do you do all your shopping? Well, <laughs> Amazon. And... These, these shirts actually, um, they didn't come on from the internet. So we were, this was like, um, was like four or five years ago or whatever. We were looking for replacement striped shirts and we like emailed the company that we our original shirts were and, and stuff like that. And they like didn't have any. So Aaron was just watching TV one night and an old Navy commercial came on. He goes, there was some guy sitting on the subway in an old Navy commercial and he had a green striped shirt on. So we need to go to old Navy yeah. and have a look. So we went into the one in Bears Lake in Halifax and we rolled right in and they're right there in front of us nice. as soon as we walked in the door. So we went in and we basically just kind of went like this and scooped everything off the rack. <laughs> sort sort we the sizes out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I've been a fan of yours, you guys. I don't Hey, you guys. Um, I've been a fan of yours for a while now. Um, really dug the first record. Um, the live record was really cool. And your latest record is really strong. Um, so Thanks. just, uh, and you guys have a ton of stuff on like Bandcamp, like singles, right. and you're just constantly putting stuff out. So you, you kind of 
preemptively answered my question about like you must have your own setup kind of thing because today in order to have like a, a you know go to a studio or anything like that is like super expensive yeah. um, so doing it on your own is like doing it on the cheap but like do either of you have like any type of engineering or that kind of background like the, like pro tools and stuff <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i i um when i graduated high school it's like 2006 i went right straight it's like prom and then like two weeks later i was going to audio engineering college and i did that for it's like two years and, and i studied pro tools and how to work in on movies and work in a studio and stuff like that so um immediately following it i didn't really i didn't get right into that kind of work mm -hmm. um but i started to piece together setups and we started the band and and um and and i kind of just you know worked and stayed at home and with mom and dad or whatever and, and made money to, to pay off my student loan and looked for work that was related and i ended up working on like a I did some ADR recording for like a, a Disney movie, which I always say, because that's kind of like my, my, yeah. my fame or whatever, as far as post-production work goes. And then I, I discovered working in radio. So my day job right now is like, I work in radio. I make ads, I voice ads. Hmm. Um, I do radio programming and stuff like that for MBS radio, which is a radio station that there's, I do stuff for Moncton. Yeah. Yeah. We have so, an MBS station here in Miramichi. Um, yes, Sea Fan. The the river, yeah, Sea Fan, yeah. Yeah, 993 the river. Yeah, yep, so I do all the imaging. I do all the imaging for 993 the river and, and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah. But yeah, so, and I, I I definitely I I kind of I learned the ropes I would say in school and then it was it wasn't really until I got my own setup that I could really like just got more, I got more comfortable with it and now I can I could chop up, chop away at it pretty good without, yeah. uh, you know, breaking a sweat. Cool. What about like Aaron? What did you do after high school? Like, uh, where's what's your day job? I work in a machine shop. I'm a machinist. Yeah. I just make metal parts and stuff all day long. It has nothing to do with music. That's not Doesn't... true. That's not true because he uses those skills to um, work I'm... work on his drums I'm and old. make yeah, I make little brackets and trinkets and stuff like that yeah okay. that are broken and like he's got there's at least one snare back there back there that he kind of like pieced together on his own and, and made parts for oh yeah 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 well, it's always good to have somebody that's handy especially if on the road like yeah yeah, yeah. like van breaks <laughs> down you can't rely on santa claus to fix your van all the time no no, no. <laughs> no he's good at fixing stuff and good at building stuff just, we, just in the storybook yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah which, which we i don't know if you saw that one or not but we did, yeah, yeah. that was the ref <laughs> yep. that's funny um yeah. what was i gonna say uh the uh the the videos that we do um like a lot of the time we have to make things because we like we didn't make the marionettes that we used in that video another guy did uh but um like Aaron made the little miniature drum set and stuff like that. And then the most recent video we did with the soapbox cars, he made all of yeah. that. Yeah. Saw the behind yeah. the scenes. That was so where did that idea come from? I guess like clearly there was a good hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, back in the, I think it was like, I guess it probably would have started maybe in the seventies or eighties or something like that, but they used to have uh, 
like soapbox races on that street in Bridgewater, Dominion Street. And uh, I can remember like going to one when I was really, really little. And uh, I don't know, they, they probably stopped having them like shortly thereafter because I don't remember any other, like I just remember that one time. Yeah. Um, but dad had made us uh, uh, a soapbox when we were really little and we sort of based it off of that. And then uh, we, we decided we'd take it down Dominion Street to kind of, you know, in sort of uh, reference to the, our dad building us that soapbox, that's what they looked like. And then mm -hmm. Dominion Street, as they used to host the soapbox races, so we're like, let's let's do that. And then we yeah. just took them all around town and did other stuff too, just for fun. Yeah. So Aaron, did you have like pictures of reference from like those old soapboxes to, to build those off of? Well, well, the one that we had, yeah, the one that dad made us, yeah, there was like pictures of my sister and I sitting on it and um, a couple of pictures of Aaron on it and there's some video and stuff like that. And I have a pretty strong memory of that because it was like a really, like a, I would say it was like a, it, I guess it was, it was a pretty big part of our childhood. It was always sort of around somewhere, like it was here for a while in Bridgewater and then it was at my grandparents for a while and Martin's Point, it was at in, in Crow's Town and stuff like that too. So it just sort of followed us around for a long time like it was made i was only like a toddler when it was made mm -hmm. and uh it was around up until i was in grade eight or nine or something like that then a, a friend uh put his foot through the back of it and that was kind of the end of it uh, <laughs> it was kind of uh, a bummer too because it was like yeah. i i wasn't the one who destroyed it it was some other kid yeah. <sighs> always somebody gotta take it down yeah gotta wreck, yeah. Gotta wreck shit yeah. yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but anyway, so after that, it was crap, and we yeah. just, uh, we didn't have one, <laughs> so we decided to make some in our, we're in our 30s now, and here we are. Yeah, 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 yeah we had to make it bigger, yeah, there, there's two of them now, and they're both quite a bit bigger than the original, yeah. and they have proper steering before, it was just like a, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, the other one didn't have a brake. <laughs> well, being that they're bigger and heavier, you probably were going down that hill a little bit faster than when you were kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The drone said we were going 40. <laughs> That's a pretty good clip. Yeah. In, yeah. in a, in a, you know, nothing around you. No, no, no crash cage or anything. Yeah. It was, he was pretty cool with it, but I was kind of nervous, especially there was like one of the, it was like the second run we did. I, I took a corner reel. I, I, I didn't go all the way down the street and I, and I, I went in one of the side streets. And when I was going in, I kind of had it up on like, you know, off one wheel or whatever. But doing that, I busted the wheel and I and like the like separated the little thing that has the bearings in it or whatever from the wheel. Mm. So the last like three or four runs we did there, like the one of my back wheels was like totally just like floating around like this, like a shopping yeah. cart. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I was like kind of like I could feel it like like trying to drift off into the the the, the cars coming at me. Yeah, it's a little scary the last couple of runs. <laughs> you got to do it for the love of music, man. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> um so the the whole premise behind the the podcast was born out of covid and just you know since shows weren't really a thing we couldn't hang with other musicians like you know in the green rooms or between sets kind of thing so <clears throat> i kind of bird the I, I mean it's not a groundbreaking dateline kind of a podcast i'm not gonna dig deep into you know the essence of each person but I do want to get to know everybody and I want to get people, especially in the Maritimes, because it's been mostly Maritimers um, because we definitely punch above our weight when it comes to the musical scene and talent. Like there's so many good bands 
in mm. in the maritime provinces. Um, and I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna ever gonna get to highlight all of them. But so in that spirit, um, just to kind of get to know some of your backstory. Um, so you mentioned you had a sister. Yep. Um, so how many siblings do you have? Who like where's the ages? Like who's the older brother? Um, that kind of thing. Well, we we like to make people guess who the older brother is. That's yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> no, it's me. Um, but people often think it's him. Um, it's the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit of something going here. I usually don't, but um, yeah, we're we're all like about two years apart. Aaron, Aaron and I are actually really close because so um, Shannon, our sister, was born in '86. I was born in '88, and then like a year and a half later. In, in 90, Air was born. So like, we're pretty close. Mm. What is it called? Like if, it, if it's like Irish twins or something like that, or if you're yeah, like- it's like within a certain amount of years. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think we're, we're not Irish twins because I think that's like, you're like nine or 10 months apart. You're like- Yeah, it's like literally apart. born, conceived, born. Like it's- Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're pretty close, I think in like modern times, I suppose. Oh, like for Irish sure. Twins. Yeah, Irish twins. Yeah. Are you are um, you guys Irish with uh, Furlock? No, I think there's like some Scottish. German or something in our family. Right. Like, I, I don't know the whole the, the lineage, but uh, I mean, as far back as I can remember, like or not remember, but like um, we're we're pretty much like East Coasters, like Nova Scotians and stuff like that for a long, long time. Yeah, like going so, back at least as far as like the early 1900s. Yeah. So was music always a part of your family growing up? Or is that something you guys both kind of came into on your own getting into trouble? Well, there like our our great grandfather, he played fiddle. And the story was when he was a, I think either like a preteen or a teenager. He's like ten, somewhere. Yeah, like something like that. Um like they couldn't afford one, right? Like, it was, mm-hmm. but he there was like a guy down the street that had one, and he's like, "Oh man, I got I got to have I got to have a fiddle. I got to learn how to play a fiddle." So him and his dad like made one, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's that kind of any play. And like I I can remember going down there when we were he was this is in like Martin's Point, which is kind of about 20 minutes from Bridgewater. Kind of I wouldn't call it like country, but like it's not quite the middle of nowhere, but it's definitely not a town like or anything or near like western shore gold river like around oak island area yeah it's this down like near, where yeah, near the tip yeah. yeah really close to oak island that's that's a good uh, a good um landmark um but anyway yeah we used to go down there and visit and he'd like bust it out and kind of play little songs and stuff like that so we always i mean music's always been around but we really didn't get into it until like i didn't get into playing music until i was in high school i saved up my paper route money i just I, it just kind of clicked one day and i thought to myself like i wanted to play guitar mm-hmm. so i saved up my paper route money and and like summer of 2003 i went out to the, the we used to have a music store here called strings and things and it just closed a couple of years ago mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer but yeah. anyway i uh I went up to uh scratching yeah yeah noises. yeah um <laughs> um but yeah i bought a i bought a like a learner pack it was like a yamaha strat with an amp and then a strap and a the whole caboodle there or whatever and i just kind of like 20 watt 10 out 10 watt amp or whatever yeah i still have it all uh and uh i just kind of taught myself how to play some power chords and some nirvana songs and green day songs and crap like that and and then he sort of like 
watched me as I was getting into different bands. Yeah, and I kind of did the same thing a few years later, just saved up paper root money and then bought drums. Because, I love how that, because I had already been like, well, I was in college when he bought yeah. his drums. It was He was like 18 or 17 or 18, I guess. Yeah. It's the last year of high school. And I was living in Halifax and him and dad, uh, him and dad came in to pick me up for the weekend and bring me home. And as they're coming up to the, coming up the car, they're like, Hey man, check out what we got. And they like open up the trunk and it's like, you know, the light like shine out of the, oh! it was just like red drum set, which he still has. It's not red anymore. It's green now, but I was going to say, it must be a green, green kit. <laughs> Some of it's down there. Yeah. I can see a, a green, I don't know if it's a Tom or a snare back there on the top. Yeah. There's a green floor Tom. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tom, yeah. Yeah. Floor yeah. Tom. That's all the first drum set. That's what we, that's what we bring to, to shows. <clears throat> okay. So we're still using the our first drum set that we got in. It was November thirtieth, two thousand seven. I can remember the date. Yeah. So that's our birthday. Oh, okay. As the green reflectors. Yeah. 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 Cool. Which was not that long ago. Two thousand seven. Well, I mean, like. No, I mean, like November, like your birthday. Oh yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, like the uh, yeah, the anniversary for that's coming up. Mm -hmm. That's pretty sweet. So you guys have been playing since two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 15, 16 years, 15 years. 15 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> you mentioned you played in bands before, but is the Green Reflectors your first band, Eric? Yeah. Okay. So you've have you been in any other bands? Like no, no side, it. no mistress bands, no, no side nope. pieces. No. That's it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's kind of like uh what's his name from the Pixies? The Pixies was his first first band and he didn't play in any other until like he kind of did a solo thing. Yeah. Um. What's his name? Something black. I can never remember his name. You know, the lead singer from the Pixies. I I don't know. I don't know his name, but I know who he. I know what he. Yeah, yeah like. Frank Black yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's yeah, 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 yeah. There, but yeah, yeah. So, but what bands were you like? Were you playing in like just cover punk grunge kind of stuff prior to? Um, I just had a friend. Uh, his name was Matt Warren. We're still friends, and I would just go over to his house, and his his dad was a jazz drummer, so he had mm -hmm. like a. You know, he had like drums in his house and stuff like that. So we just go over there and just like make noise, man. I don't, I don't know. Like we, we had a couple of funny songs. Like we had a song called like Willie the Dog. But there was this dog that used to sit like over, uh, it, was, it was our neighbor's dog. And it would just sit in the yard and just pant and get huge dog boners. So, <laughs> so the first song I ever wrote was Willie the Dog about this dog that would get giant dog boners. Little Red Rocket. in the yard. Mm -hmm. But well, we just made we just learned how to play instruments, you know. Like he, he was playing drums and kind of learning how to play drums, and I was learning how to play guitar. So we were both in the same boat, and we just it was pretty much just him, like me and me and him, just like a, a duo kind of same thing. Um, we just you know turned the distortion on and played loud and annoyed his parents and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and just had fun. And we played a couple of shows and stuff like that, is like the Matt and Kyle band and, and things like that, and. But that was that was pretty much it. I, I it was always it was always bands with this guy, and then like he kind of um, kind of flunked grade ten, and then we and he sort of went to an alternative school, and then we you know like jams and practices and stuff like that were kind of few and far between. So I kind of I was on my own for pretty much for the rest of high school, right. and then I I, I kept I kept uh, I was interested in it and I kept doing it myself, and and then by the time I it was like my first year of college or whatever. He bought the drum set. And, yeah. 
Yeah. So did you take drum lessons? Like, were you just kind of banging away on your own? I did for a few months there at first while I was still in high school. And then after that, I didn't have any time. But yeah. just in the last, like, it's almost five years now that I, I started taking lessons again. I just wanted to get things kind of progressing more. That's how Siri takes it. Yeah, yeah. He's like playing drums for like over a decade. And then he goes back and takes more lessons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I um I used to give lessons, and I'm not someone that should be qualified to give lessons. But <laughs> in in doing them, it makes you focus in on what you're going to teach. So you're then kind of giving yourself drum lessons. So like you're like, oh, like my doubles are kind of sloppy. So you kind of you really work on them. So when you're showing the kids or whoever you're teaching, you know that you can do it. Yeah. Um, it kind of helps tighten yourself up, and because I didn't I didn't take any real lessons. My brother who played drums he's like nine years older than i am um so i remember in the basement he'd have his kit set up because he was playing like my dad's country music cover band or whatever yeah but he was like super into like journey like steve smith and oh, yeah, yeah. all like all those cats and then one day he gave me a vhs of dave weckle um back to basics because he yeah. saw i was trying to learn and he's like that's all you need right there yeah like, okay <laughs> so i still have i ended up finding a dvd copy of it so i still have that yeah. you know and then every once in a while i'll throw it on but yeah it's uh dave weckles definitely way better <laughs> than, <laughs> than pretty much 90 percent of the drumming population out there um yeah. so the um so drums was your first instrument and guitars was your first instrument um so when kind of, like he, we, he, i i played trumpet for like a tiny bit yeah, and in oh, band, like in middle school. I, you know, they, yeah, well, they they. I remember like, I, I can remember going into the to the band like when they were like, kind of setting kids up with their their instruments. Pick and stuff your like instrument that. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they just kind of like threw the trumpet at me, so I was like, okay, I guess it's what it's what I want to do. And it wasn't really what I wanted to do, and I only stuck with it for like six months. And he wasn't even he, trombone was like maybe the summer I think, and you were gone. Yeah, I, did, I did trombone for like band camp and then i didn't do it further than that <laughs> so so yeah I, I that doesn't count i guess i guess i've heard stories about band camp one time yeah, yeah it's, a, we, it's an american pie reference yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one time at band camp yeah that's uh, no i never got to experience band camp no oh, that's too bad <laughs> all it was was they just used to have it at like, one of the high schools here yeah. And you just go to different classrooms and people would kind of I, tell you about the instrument you picked. I found it confusing, yeah, because they had like a bit of a, like a schedule, like go to this classroom and then go to this classroom. I didn't know what, where the frig I was going <laughs> in this high school. <laughs> yeah, because you're grade six. Yeah, yeah like everything not, is so big. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This Parkview was, was, was humongous and it's even bigger now because that's where all the high school kids go. So when we went to high school, it was like a junior and senior high all in one mm -hmm. and they don't do that anymore that the it's just a junior high and then they send all the high school kids of outside of town there to to parkview and it's just huge it's got like all the you know high school kids in it from mm -hmm. all around a couple thousand kids i think it is, uh, it's yeah. probably it's yeah awesome. yeah what the number is but it was a lot before it was you know yeah my school was um daycare preschool kindergarten grade one to grade 12 and there was maybe all-encompassing about maybe 450 students total 
Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty small school. Yeah. My, my graduating class was like 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 13. Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, so you're a Ludwig drum aficionado or collector. Um, yeah. so how, like I see, like there's obviously there's some kits in the back. Like how many, how many kits would you say you have collected? Well, I got three right now. Okay. Right now. Right now. Two are Ludwig. Two are blue Ludwigs. Like one's at his place, one's right here. The other one, the green drum set. It started as a pearl, but when I, when I redid it, I like basically stripped everything and just reused the shells and I put all kind of like Ludwig hardware on. So it looks like a Ludwig now, but it's not. Right. <laughs> Pearl shells, and, Ludwig hardware. Yeah. 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 It, it's convincing enough. So you know it, it looked like a Ludwig kit to me. <laughs> it's the idea. <laughs> but I had a years ago, I had a Gretsch Catalina that I had, I had that for several, several years and we got rid of that. And then tooled around with like a really, really low end Westbury for a while, just something to like take to shows and eat around. Yeah, you don't care if it gets banged up. The the tune up album was recorded with that. It sounded okay. It just wouldn't stay in tune. It just didn't stay in tune very well. I had to constantly Mm -hmm. frig with it. Mm -hmm. And I had a, uh, actually I had a 11 years ago, I had a Ludwig, um, what was that? The psychedelic lunch one there, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, it was. Uh, what was the series? It was kind of like a, a mid-range Ludwig, but they had like they put like vintage style hardware on it, and they they redid the old like psychedelic wraps, like the the mod orange and the the citrus yellow. Mine was the citrus yellow. Mm-hmm. And that was I had that for about a year. Okay, it's kind of like the Fender Classic vibes, like you know, low end yeah. recalls of the old guitars that they. Yeah, Re- re-releasing kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. That's what yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, and we we I, we got rid of it because we just didn't know how to how to how to maintain it. We just we didn't know anything about drum tuning at that point. Yeah, and we just couldn't just, get it to sound good. But like now we're like we could have made that sound good. Should have should have kept it. But anyway, mm. this one's better. Yeah, we got we got that, we got better stuff now. That's a nice kit. <laughs> I gotta say that's a nice kit. That's a. A classic maple. It's, it's actually this one's even about 10, 11 years old. So from 2011, I bought it five years ago. Yeah. My feature. Is it a 2012 16 or 2012 14? Uh, 22, 13, 16. Okay. It looks smaller in the video. That's... Yeah. And it's got a matching six and a half snare drum over there. Okay. Yeah. And the, the other one that's at his place, it's the same blue sparkle wrap, but it's, uh, it's a 20, 12, and 16. And okay. it, doesn't have, it doesn't have a matching snare with it. Okay. I thought it was the 20 because I've seen pictures of the other one where the the, bit, the kick drum is smaller. Yeah. 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 yeah that's the one we rehearsed with. Yeah. Okay. And that's the show? That's the recording one? The 22? Yeah. This one, does, this one is for uh, yeah, recording. The bigger and... one is for the recordings here. Yeah. yeah. Or at least what we use it for. Anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and you play pretty much mostly Fender guitars from what I've seen. Um, what's your favorite guitar amp combo? Like for oh, what you guys well, are doing, like surfy wise. Right now I'm using one of those like Fender Tone Master, like the de- deluxe reverb version. And I kind of wish I had I wish they made that amp years ago like that because it's sort of been my um 
Well, it's my go-to for sure, but I just, I've tried a lot of different things. Uh, I've had like the, the, all the different 15 watt tube amps you could get from like 2009 to, you know, whatever. And uh, I tried them all. And we gigged with a lot of different stuff for a long time. I gigged with like a box AC30 VR. I don't like anything like super like high end and expensive. I've never, I, I only have like one actual Fender, and like and 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 the rest have been Squires. Like I always mm-hmm. buy the cheap stuff. Um, it's a Fender. Yeah, yeah. I was made it's by a, Fender. It's a Fender. Yeah, yeah. that's like but, Epiphone I, and Gibson. It, it, it's all made by the same people. It's just parts that are kind of yeah. different. Like. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, the the Tone Master Lux Reverb, and I really like the the Squire uh, Affinity Jazz Master that's in that comes in the Burgundy Mist. Mm-hmm. Um, been using that for a while now. I've had the that guitar for two years. Yeah. It was, it was, it, all of this stuff was like like the the pandemic was like so when the pandemic started, I rented one of those tone masters i was like this is it this is i can't this is this is the amp i'm gonna have forever mm-hmm. and it sort of cured my desire for like amps i'm like i don't care anymore like this is the only one uh, i need it does everything it sounds great it's light you can take it to shows easily it weighs like 25 pounds or something it's really like light big loud and you can like dial down the the wattage so you can rehearse with it and it's not going to blow your eardrums out all the recordings we've done over the last well basically since covid started or whatever have been with this amp and it's been great because you can mute the the speaker so you don't have to like blast your ears while you're trying to record and hear drums and blah, yeah. blah, blah. so you so, can di it into your yeah yeah it's got like an like, like two different kinds of cab simulators on the back or whatever like a switch for that um i don't know i don't, I don't know like the, all the specs and all the, i just know that it works and yeah, it's yeah. been really really good for for this kind of this era of the band i will yeah. say yeah. sort of like cleaned it up before that I, I before the the pandemic we were sort of um i was using like a 15 watt uh super champ and we just had it like on 10 and it was just like gnarly and distorted which is the cool thing but we just like sort of kind of changed gears and and went sort of i don't know i don't i want to say it's more traditional surf but it's like it's cleaner it's cleaner it's yeah and that's clean. That's the thing, like you don't necessarily need like distortion. Like a lot of bands don't use a lot of distortion. It sounds heavy. Yeah. But that's it's not doesn't it's not coming from the distortion. It's coming from the clean channels. Like, you know, like bad religion and those cats, like they don't they don't use distortion pedals or, or overdrives like like you would think. Like it's a lot cleaner than people realize. Yeah. 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 Like as I know, like for, for our band, Jack, he plays um a Gretsch. Uh, hollow body through um usually it's a fender deluxe or a fender deville he has one at the jam space actually he's yeah. got this tiny little box it's like literally like this big with like pathfinder a little, I th- i'm not sure it's got like a like a like one tube and solid state so it's like both it's like oh. it's no bigger than my laptop Someone at the, someone's at our door here yeah uh, just hang on a second <laughs> sorry yeah. <laughs> We'll keep talking. It's all good. Um, so yeah. <laughs> What's that? Intermission. Intermission. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all... 
Yeah. Or, or that that uh, concession cartoon yeah. for that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshments. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so H2O. So like yeah. that wasn't anybody we know. There's like he, he came to the front door. Which like no one around here ever comes to your front door. So like I go to the side door to answer, and he's not there. I'm like, oh, I went to the front door. So anyway, I see this guy coming around. And the I, front door. The front door when you it has hit, a different bell. When you hit the doorbell, it goes. It rings once. Yeah. The side goes ding dong. So anyway, he like comes around. He's like, oh hi, and he said what his name was. And I forget already. He's like, I'm from Exit Realty, and I'm just going around the, the neighborhood right now. I'm just wondering when 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 do you want to move? And I was like, never. <laughs> yeah, the guy wants to buy the house. Like, yeah, we're we're not, we're not selling our house. Yeah, it's like yeah. We, 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 we haven't given any indication. Like, no. we've never said like, oh, we're going to sell this house. No, we've been living in this house since 1991. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they're a little bit more aggressive now with with the whole yeah thing. with the with ever since like the, right the COVID and people moving here from other province like coming yeah. to the Maritimes, they're they're definitely pushing a little harder to. To get people to sell because you know it's it's the buyer's market right yeah i i made the joke that we should like buy up like a bunch of houses on the street there so we can like just you know stick our claim take over murray drive yeah become the luthers yeah so you can't like can't take our street from us for a long street it's baroque hockey <laughs> block it off well, we own every house on the street. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so being, um, so surf is kind of a a bit of a niche genre, if you will, as as you probably know. Um, so, what kind of drew you guys to go the surf route as a duo? Because, like, I find surf music, and it must be difficult for for the guitar part somewhat because you're carrying the melody and without having yeah. like another, like a bass player right. or a rhythm guitar player to fill in that sound. Like you really got to be uh, maybe a little busier or, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, so how is that as far as like a challenge with, with when you're writing songs or riffs, if you will. I think a big part of us getting into surf was Aaron finding that the rumble lick Ray, that, that song, uh, it was just it's we, when he was and the, and the not being able to sing is a big part of that yeah not being able to <laughs> sing yeah so i can remember like we learned rumble like when aaron got his drum set in, in 2007 like he was green he was totally fresh to, to drums and stuff like that so we were kind of looking for stuff that we could play together and get all the way through and that song came up because it's just like it's the same beat kind of the whole way through and it's only a couple of chords so we, we were able to learn that quickly and, and play that together. Like I, it might've been like maybe like a, a month after he bought the drum set or something like that, we started to learn that yeah. song and we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's a old surfy instrumental song where it's not really surfy. It's just kind of like a, just an yeah. instrumental, like a, like a guitar song, a rock song or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like surf or anything, but um, yeah, we learned how to play that. A couple months later, we played that same song uh, at our our first show which was sort of his end of, of high school like variety show or yeah. whatever right and um 
we really only like we just kind of would jam and none of us we, we can't sing so i would just play riffs and play chords and stuff like that he just jam along and it was just fun something to do and i don't know where the whole i think someone else kind of pigeonholed us as a surf band or something like that and and we kind of just went for it we're like yeah sure i guess so yeah, and we sort of like you know like I, I think that it's it's gotten maybe more what people associate with surf over the last couple of years rather than like the first decade i don't think we were anywhere near that but people were still calling us a surf band yeah. like i didn't turn the reverb on until like three years ago <laughs> like we were just like it was just like like raunchy riffs there was this band called uh, man or astro man yeah. and they're like an instrumental uh kind of I don't know. I think they, they they sort of fall in the surf category too, but it was sort of like I was kind of going for more of that maybe. It was like a little gnarlier and the, and the shadowy man on a shadowy planet kind of thing. And yeah. and they have a song that's like we're not a fucking surf band or something yeah. like that. I, I can't remember what it's called exactly, but anyway. So yeah, yeah. it's always been sort of like kind of that vibe, like Kids in the Hall theme song or whatever. It's just yeah. quite music, but yeah, yeah. We um we play a couple of uh, instrumental tracks and. Uh, they're a little surfy. They're a little uh, spaghetti western kind of mixed yeah. in there. Um, but we did one time. We were at rehearsal. This was with our previous bass player, um, James. We were at rehearsal. And we were just kind of messing around with with the kids' theme song, and uh, the the guy, my my buddy Gene, who um, he owns the studio that we rehearse at. He was coming up the stairs, and he had his cell phone, so he started recording us. So then there's a video of us playing that that song. Um, why can't I think of the name of it? But yeah, the kids in the hall. I mean, the average weekend. That's the one. Um, yeah. So we're just kind of, and we totally like fuck up the ending, and we're just kind of <laughs> messing around. But it's it's somewhere on our YouTube channel, I think. Um, but instrumental songs are a lot of fun to to play, yeah. um, and it gives the like it gives our singer a break. So we have like three or four of them in our set. We usually try to have like one on on each album each album we only have one album so That's far but rush. yeah yeah um so we do have uh i think two on our debut album and then we have another one for the next album that's kind of cooking up but i think we're gonna just do the one because we don't want to kind of go too far into that and be start to become known as an instrumental band because mm. we're not yeah. um but uh yeah no they're, they're good fun to play that's definitely oh, i enjoy yeah. listening to them they're they're really good to have on in the background when you're working or you know that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i was always kind of drawn to it because i i sometimes it just i kind of find it hard to listen to stuff with lyrics sometimes if i don't like feel what the person is i don't know like some, some people are like some singers are really believable and, and it sounds like oh this is cool and they got a cool tone and others it's just like just makes me feel uncomfortable so yeah. and i always felt like my singing when i did try to do it it just made I was just like, oh, this I don't feel good doing this. This doesn't make me feel good. This isn't yeah. like cathartic in any way. I'm not like getting anything out of my system by singing these lyrics. And I was like, I just it just I didn't I didn't like it. It didn't resonate with yeah. me. I always like playing guitar. So you so, didn't fall into the trap of well, no one else is singing, so I might as well kind of you know because that's no. a lot of times a lot of bands like like Jack, our singer, he he kind of sings because no one else sings. And he's been doing it for so long now that that he's become a pretty good singer. But yeah, a lot of bands that's you know, there was no singer, so somebody had to do it, kind of thing. 
yeah and i mean a lot of people ask us and like so where's your singer where's your bass player and stuff like that like they there's some people think there's something missing you know yeah. they, they, you guys do any bruce Cafro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah or acdc or, or whatever yeah. but now it's sort of like there's there's still those people that they um they think we're missing something by not having these kind of things and and then there was we played a show a couple months ago and this guy came up to us and he said like man you guys were three songs in before my girlfriend turned to me and said these guys haven't said a word yet <laughs> like they didn't like like he didn't even realize he, he said like I, was like I didn't even realize i wasn't even thinking about it it's like it's just, I was just enjoying the music, enjoying the show, enjoying the performance. Wasn't thinking that you guys hadn't said a word, and we did. We just went up and we just played. We didn't even we didn't even go like, "Hey, how's everybody doing?" We just bam right into it, and one song after another, which is usually what we do. I used to, I used to do a lot more talking, but even mm -hmm. that got awkward. I was like, "Let's just play the music. Who yeah. cares? We'll just go up there. We'll just like play songs, bang, bang, bang. Not waste any time. Like we're gonna, we have all this music that we're really proud of and we want to share. So." Yeah. Let's, let's just do it. Let's just go. Let's, let's talk more rock, you know? Yeah. I say that. That's what I, that's not how I say it. Yeah. Let's talk more rock. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, who was it? Uh, I think it's Nashville pussy. Like Blaine just yells the name of the next song and then they go into the next song. That's, that's <laughs> a lot of what he talks about uh, until he gets really drunk. And then, you know, I remember they were here. So I, didn't, I, I didn't see them, but they were here. Oh, it was probably like 10 years ago. Yeah. And, like they got robbed, like some somebody stole. I don't want. I, I always wondered if they got that amp back because I remember they said that um, I think someone broke into their van and they stole like the the lead guitarist there, the guy who sings. Like they sold his, they stole his like Fender bassman and stuff. Hmm. I was I always wondered about that if you ever got that back. Yeah. I, I, well, I saw them. Uh, they were pulling a U-Haul. I saw them in Moncton when they were here. Um, they had uh, fifth on the floor was opening for them. Um, I don't remember if they played us first before getting down to you guys. So I don't remember them mentioning having anything stolen. Um, this was probably like 10 years ago. I think this oh, is yeah. when we first started playing in Halifax. It's like 2011 yeah. or 12 or something like that. I can't remember. They, I think they played the seahorse in Halifax. Yeah, Halifax used to be kind of hard on yeah. uh, touring musicians. Like, like was it Bloodshot Bill had his whole car stolen with all his gear in it? Yeah, and then someone lit it on fire. Yeah, they lit it on fire. And it was oh, like, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ten years yeah. ago, playing, playing playing shows in Halifax, that's risky business. Yeah, people were always getting their stuff stolen out oh, of their man, cars. They just, like, break windows and, and take things out of people's cars and yeah. gear but and stuff like that. I don't that, know what they're doing. That would have been the same, that would have been the same tour, because they when they played here, they played at the Esquire in Moncton, and that that's since changed names and ownerships um so yeah it, yeah oh, about yeah. 10 years ago 10 yeah. or 11 years ago uh, yeah they I, I can remember there was a facebook post and somebody had stolen at least that and i just remember like a, a a vintage they had a picture of it it was like a really decrepit looking like really cool fender basement it's such a drag and it's like someone who you, you so the person who stole that's like what are you gonna do like like it's it's obviously like that was really easy to recognize. Like, I think you even had their name on it, you know? Like, what are you going to oh, yeah. do with it? You're going to keep yeah. it? Ten years ago, you used to hear pretty much every week somebody had something stolen. It was like oh, yeah. Carmen Townsend had, like, some, like, vintage guitar. Yeah, she had, like, a, her guild was stolen there. Yeah. Somebody got it back. Anyway. Yeah, even, like, like track. just a few months ago, or I guess would have been after people started playing, touring again after COVID, 
Lagwagon had a bunch of their stuff stolen too. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, they're yeah. they're banned. Like they they got roasted like hard. Half of half everything. of Ron's drum kit and mm. a couple of guitars and yeah, yeah. bullshit. And it was all like once again, it was stuff that was like really like like uncommon stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's like easy to spot. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was Ron's custom made like drum kit. Like I think it was like the one of the floor toms and one of the rat like yeah. It, it's easy yeah. to recognize stuff. Like what do you like you said, what are you gonna do with it? There's you no can't way sell you it. You sell that yeah. anywhere. Especially a drum kit. Like you can't sell part of a drum kit. Like Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to like justify stealing stuff from people, but it's just—it's all just dumb. It's just—don't do it, <laughs> right? Especially, from, especially musicians, because we don't—we're not, you know, making any more than like what twenty bucks a show. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't afford to buy new gear. It's like the the Dennis Moore there steals from the poor, gives to the rich. Stupid bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, what did you Um. So the um, so your uh your album art um a lot of your art you guys have a lot of really good content online like your YouTube videos are awesome um and the whole aesthetic like you say like with the the outfits and all that stuff but even like your album art like the pinup girls like you've got uh, it was May C Funicello yeah, yeah, that right? yeah. so you've worked with her a couple times and she's based out of like Texas or something yeah yeah how did you guys hook up with her. Well, when the, when the when COVID hit, we had four songs recorded, and we um, the 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 label that kind of approached us. Um, so Missing Fink Records approached us um, while we were on tour in 2019, and and he was like, he said, Johnny, he said like, uh, do you want to be on this this Christmas compilation? And and we didn't really know. At that at that point, like what Missing Fake Records was, that I was think, the first time I ever heard it. Yeah, I had like had like four or five hundred followers or something like that at that point in time. But I was like, yeah, sure. So I sent him a song, and then it turned into something. And he was like, "You guys, I love you guys. You guys are great. I got you pegged for an album and a single." So we were like, "Oh, geez, well, we better get to work." And the guy, <laughs> makes, he only makes he only makes final records and stuff like that. And we've never we at this and you know, we've never had one before. So yeah. we anyway we were recorded during lockdown these four songs uh, yeah. yep we recorded these four songs and what we wanted to do yeah so it's an actual like it's a green vinyl seven inch 45 so aaron's gonna get the what it's based off of but yeah we did we <laughs> The last the tune-up was was based on the Shadowy Men Savvy Showstoppers album, and yeah. we sort of took their characters and made our own characters. So, like everything we we do, it's always like kind of like a, a nod to tribute to something else that we like. It's yeah. cool that we think is cool, and um, we're like, I had the idea it's like, why don't we do that? There's we went to Quebec one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we went to Quebec one time, and we went in this record shop. And this, this, this guy kind of, we, he got it out of us that we were a surf band. He's like, oh, no way. And he's like telling us about this band called Lace Jaguars. So he ended up giving us like a bunch of Ventures records and a Lace Jaguars record. Which was this one. Which was this one. But it turns out that their next, the 
The second Lays Jaguars album from 65 looks like this. I see it. That's pretty cool. Why don't we? Yeah, so we're like, let's try that. Let's let's try something totally different. Let's try like, let's, We won't even be on the album cover or have, you know, let's do something totally different and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's badass. <laughs> And the, and the zebra print was was my idea because we have a song called White Zebra. And I thought, yeah. like, oh, what, what could she wear that would be, you know, that would work? It's not like a leopard print well, thing. We just so. happened upon on her on Instagram. I think you, you found her just randomly. And, and it was in her uh, her bio. This like, DM me for collaborations, like, like pinup photography collaborations. And you just sent her a message. Like, would you be interested in, like, helping us recreate, you know, like doing a tribute to this album? Yeah. They were all over it. Yeah, and they had it done in like a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Like ordered the ordered the the outfit, and they ordered like a green background and stuff like that. Like I think at that time she she, she like lived next to the the studio, so it was like wasn't even it wasn't a big deal. Like they were they were kind of in a little bit of a lockdown there. Texas was a little bit different. I don't know the whole yeah, situation, yeah. but they were you know it was the beginning of COVID. They were in a little bit of a lockdown, and it was just something for them to do too. So. We did that one, and then the the new one, which we don't have a copy of the physical record yet because it's not done. Um, cool rides that was sort of based on uh, another uh, album cover as well. Yeah, which Aaron's got because we we did this one, and it it's it sold pretty good, you know, and it did really well, yeah. and people really liked it. So we're like, well, let's do one more with Macy, and we'll do like a full album cover, like a, like a twelve. Yeah. 12 inch album cover or whatever so is it is it going to open up is there going to be art inside as well yes um so this is yeah throw that over <laughs> so this is what it's based off of yeah and then it's like it was a we're like let's go wild because johnny was pretty cool and he was like yeah, whatever you guys want to put out. We're like, well, we're probably never going to get a chance to do this again, so let's do a gatefold. Yep. And then it like folds open to be like the full spread. Yep. So we thought, let's do that. So she actually like... Um, it's the made, same dress. Well, she she had the, like a friend of hers make up like a replica, a replica yeah. of, of that bathing suit and everything. And we, we like hunted around Texas with her like to find like the, the right pool to use and everything. And we had like the same, we had like pillows and the yellow towel and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, in the inside of it was a, is a, is a totally different thing. Um, I don't have a picture of that I can show. Like this is, this is not what it is. Ours, <laughs> uh, we had an, uh, an artist in Germany do a really cool um, art piece kind of based on Upper Clements Park which was like a it's a, a now defunct and torn down uh, amusement park in Annapolis Valley in Nova Scotia here mm -hmm. and um, I kind of sent him like pictures of, of some of the old rides and, and stuff like that and there was a flume ride and a roller coaster wooden roller coaster and bumper boats and mm -hmm. plastic cars and stuff like that so I was like I kind of gave him that kind of idea and then he was able to uh, make this really nice like gatefold art piece that had all those kinds of things in it really colorful okay. really nice it's pretty wild so that's cool I, so you'll I, so you'll have like images of all that stuff interspersed with all your lyrics right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so 
a little more, a little more art heavy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of the things I was like, we want, we got to make sure like there's no extra text on the inside of it. Yeah, that was like one of my things. Like, let's just have it be an art piece. Yeah. So there's like a little bit of like tiny bit of like credits on like the on the on the front gatefold, just saying like, hey, we're the Green Reflectors. I played this. Aaron played this. We had this person collaborating here. Just this little tiny yeah. bit. Just, and yeah. the rest of it was just image, just all image. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the art piece on the inside, really the only text is like, there's there's a sign. That it, it's made to look like kind of a, a road sign. It's got like different little things coming off it. Show you where the rides are? Yeah, it's like, okay. yeah, like show you where all the different rides are. But like that, those are the song names. The song's name, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. the song names are sort of based, some of them were like, like one of them was the Sisabu Sizzler, which was the flume ride. Okay, so that's we, cool. We named one of the songs Sisabu Sizzler after the the flume ride, but yeah, yeah that, that record it isn't. Uh, it's out on Bandcamp and it's streaming, Cool Rides yeah. and Pool Sides, but the vinyl, it, there's just been delays and stuff like that. So we're just kind of it's really close now. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the test pressings are done. This is all taken care of in Georgia. We don't. Yeah. So have you received the test yet to listen it to it? What's that? Have you received the test to listen to it yet? Oh no, no, no. Like I, and okay. probably won't get like the, the label guy will get it and then he'll oh. listen to it and he'll be like, okay. he's in Georgia. Right. So it would take like a while for him to send it to us anyway. So, so he'll, what he'll he did last time make with the, the decision. What's that? He'll make the, the yay or nay decision yeah. on whether it's it's ready kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. when when he made the 45, he called us up and then he just kind of played it. And he goes, I'll, I'll tell you, like, for my ears, it sounds great. Um, if you guys want me to send you a copy before I approve it, like, that's cool. And I was like, no, no, no let's, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the same thing with this. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, so um, I've listened to the album on the streaming platforms um, and fantastic. Great job. Love it. I Thank love you. the drum work. Like, uh, as a drummer, it's the first thing that really grabs me. Yeah. Um, You've got some really cool fills, some really tasteful stuff. Um, I'm a fan of your drumming. Uh, you. So just just throwing that out there into, yeah, the, awesome. into the world. Uh, high you. five. Um, <laughs> the uh, So you guys played in Fredericton, I know, because um, at the Broken Record Bar Broken. Music Room. Um, a buddy of mine that I grew up with, uh, Trevor Young, owns it. Yeah. Um, and you guys were featured on an episode of Bad Chad. Yes. Twice. Now, on that episode, like you see you guys playing and stuff, but there's two guys that are that like a little soundbite, little interview, if you will. Yeah. Um, Aaron Young and Brian Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who played in Dapper Dan and the Driving Classics. Yeah, they were they were there that weekend at the car yeah. show. Yeah. Aaron was in my first band. Oh, okay. Yeah. He and I used to skateboard together um, in and around Miramichi. Uh, he was a, he moved here after his dad had passed. Um early teens kind of thing so we were in you know middle school age kind of thing yeah. um so we started just skateboarding and then discovered punk rock and so we played in our first bands together so I've, he and i go way 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 back um and he's a big fan of yours um yeah, uh, yeah just you know he's constantly guy. like posting shit in the line you know so <laughs> um so what was that experience like uh with the whole the what was it was it on discovery yeah 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 it was pretty surreal. Um, we showed up there and, you know, they had like the trailer and all the, the crew there. They had like two big cameras going around all the different people. They had a sound guy and stuff like that. And then like when we started to play, they 
the cameras just like they just planted them on us and we like played a bunch of songs mm-hmm. um and i was like man i wonder what's going to make the cut and it was really cool there's there's a bunch of, i mean they, they recorded a lot of stuff that we only got like 30 seconds but still yeah. like oh yeah yeah but yeah. they recorded a lot more than that so we it was it was pretty it's pretty cool and there was even like a they had us judging the pinup contest and i don't know why they picked us but we're like okay and i can remember like when that we the, that was the first year we did it i think yeah 2017 18 2018 2018 was the first year they yeah for the show so i can remember like when uh when it came time for us to decide we kind of it was like me and aaron and it's like uh, somebody maybe two other people or whatever i can't remember we all went kind of inside the garage there to you know discuss yeah. who would be the winner and i can remember like like as we're going in there like we're not making a big deal out of it but then the camera guys like raced in and like we're like oh, all of our faces and doing the stuff and we're like trying to talk about you know like who we're gonna pick to win the pinup contest and who's gonna get first place and that none of that ever made it in and i'm, I'm so like, glad like a couple seconds of like the the pinup girls with like the numbers on stuff that was it that yeah was they, it. Didn't, they didn't like yeah, yeah. yeah they filmed a lot of stuff uh, and, and it's probably just because like they, they had to make an hour show so it's like let's just yeah. film everything yeah Absolutely. a lot of b everything. a lot of b-roll a lot of you know yeah, yeah. no but uh oh. definitely like i can see why they would have filmed a lot of you because there's a lot to use because you're very animated when you're playing you know it, it, it's it's a whole show right so it, yeah. and that's oh, the yeah. other thing with with what you're playing like you can you know do all the the struts and the jumps and the kicks and the <laughs> you know which is a lot of fun to watch yeah that's that's always been a big part for me i just kind of it's just yeah. fun like I, I didn't i don't like the idea just standing there and playing a oh, well, you don't have to like you don't have to worry about getting back to the mic in time to you know yeah to yeah. sing anything like it's wherever you are is whatever you're doing yeah i loved yeah. it and i don't have a wireless thing and, and people are always like oh you should get a wireless thing but I don't know. I, I could still get pretty far with my like curly patch cord. And, like, oh yeah. I, I've walked along bar tables and uh, along the bar in some places, and I'll go up to, I'll get as close to people as I can get and stuff like that, and get right in their faces. Yeah. The well, the, wi- the for me, the wireless thing would take away some of some of your tone because that's the oh, whole probably. thing with, especially with wearing the, the 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 curly patch cord. Like those were in fashion back in the the 60s and 70s like there was a there's a tone to that like being physically connected to yeah the 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 amp like yeah i'm just i'm used to it i've never really tried the wireless stuff and i've thought about it but eh. i've seen them kind of crap out on people too yeah like like not even that far away from the amp and it's like it's cutting out getting thin and stuff it's like can't can't have that that. no i mean zach wild he runs a like forever long patch cable and goes into the crowd to do his solos like if he's not using wireless yeah you know yeah and and he should because of that but yeah he's (laughs) got a guy that follows him batteries yeah i have no desire to use anything with batteries that's the other thing thing it fail you yeah Yeah. i've had pretty good luck i used i've had the same pedal since i was a teenager and a lot of my cables are really old too but i take care of the stuff and it's never really let me down. And if it does, I've always got a backup and it's really quick to, you know, switch right. get another yeah, one. Exactly. Um, so I've got a section uh, at the end uh, of the podcast called, I call them the crash questions. Cause again, I'm a drummer, you know, duh. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a classic Zildjian A right there. That's it. 
Yeah. Nice. Um, I recently just switched from uh, full Zildjian to uh, Sabian setup. Uh, I went down oh, yeah. to the factory and got to handpick some symbols, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. oh sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you ever get to like, not to switch you to to the brand yeah. or anything, because I'm I'm not endorsed, <laughs> but if you ever get a chance to go to the factory, yeah, it's it's well worth it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And my buddy Randy works there, so I could probably hook okay. you up with a good with a good tour. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the crash questions. So I don't want you to influence each other in your answers. Um, they're not necessarily quick fire or rapid fire, but you know, answer as honestly as you can, I guess. Okay. Uh, okay. So the first question is always the same. Cake or pie? <laughs> pie, cake. Oh, one of you got it right. <laughs> Uh, was yeah. it cake yes no <laughs> it's pie all the time <laughs> definitely, definitely ice cream cake oh well that's that's a whole that's can you call can you really quantify that as cake though it's in a it's it's in a shape of a cake i could eat a lot more pie really? before i get sick than yeah. than like cake yeah like and then like pie, pie you also pie. have you've also got like savory pies like meat pies and pot pies Yes, yeah. true. Yeah, shepherd's pie. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of pies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm big on pies. Yeah, I guess. Not trying to can switch you to the other team. <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> what about, like pizza pie? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I don't get why it's considered pie, but like okay. It's because of the way. You, well, I guess you cut cake the same way too. I guess. I like pie. I it's like the pizza. crust. Like it's pizza. the crust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite pie? Food, food in general. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite pie and what's your favorite cake? I always like blueberry. Yeah. I'm a big blueberry uh, pie fan. Oh, that stuff that comes from Dairy Queen is pretty good. There, the, the, the white <laughs> ice cream and then the, yeah. the chocolate on the bottom and it's got like the crunchy layer in the middle, which yeah, you don't yeah. like, but I like. The last time we like his his last um, or no, when was that? So. He pretty much gets an ice cream cake like every birthday. Yeah. And then like it'll like sit in my freezer for months and months and months and what's, not what's get eaten. Like what's, what's left, left of over? it? Yeah, not always a lot of it. But yeah. I actually had one. Actually, no, it's gonna make it seem like gross, but I had I had one of those ice cream cakes in my freezer for like six years and it had turned green. <laughs> my deep freeze. I, I just forgot all about it. I was it was yeah, buried yeah. and then I was like, oh my god, there's like there's this ice cream cake in here and what used to be white is now green. This is disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's anyway. gross. Yeah. That's an album cover right there. Yeah. Green ice cream cake. Green cake. Yeah. Um, so if you guys were to hit the road today, go on tour, what's, and we're talking like, you know, CD player in the car, you're not streaming anything. What's the one CD you would not want to be stuck in there? Oh, would not want to be stuck in there. Oh, yeah. I can tell you the one that we always have is uh, the, the Smash by the Offspring. That's always in our car. Okay. But uh, stuck in there? Oh, I don't know. That you wouldn't want it to be. I can see that we don't want stuck in there. Something country. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely wouldn't want any Florida Georgia line. No, after you playing in my ears while I'm trying to drive. Maybe you a truck or whatever it is. Yeah, there. maybe you a truck. No one of that. <laughs> yeah, that's an immediate channel change right there. Yeah, and, FGL. and like um, 
uh, what's um, what am I thinking of? Is the, we, some of the more irritating artists. <laughs> Not Taylor Swift. She's she all right, but she's all right. I like Taylor. Oh, there's some oh, like like Nicki Minaj and and uh, all that kind of crap. Uh, not into that. Billy, not I, into that. Well, I don't know much of Billy Eilish. Just, yeah. Anyway, not to trash talk these people. I don't want them to like hear it and like blacklist us. Yeah, they're they're popular. totally gonna watch and listen to this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like talking smack. But. Um. So, what would be your favorite movie of all time? Uh, Herbie, the Love Bug. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that too. That's yeah. We were just talking about it like like last yeah. night. Yeah. Is there any specific one in the series or just any? Oh, the first one. Yeah. Oh, the first one. Okay. Yeah. We don't watch any of them except for the Lindsay Lohan one, but the first one is is in our household. It's legendary. Yeah. 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 We quote it all to, the time. I used to love like remember when um oh, I guess it would have been channel three. They had like the Saturday afternoon Disney matinees or whatever they were called. Yes. They had like Davy Crockett or Herbie the Love Bug or yeah. um I can remember on CBC they would have like a I think it was CBC they'd have like a Disney night. Yeah, that's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Little as hobo. Yeah. 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 But no, <laughs> I can I like the the that Love Bug movie and that's kind of a big part of like um, the band vibe too. Actually, comes from that movie in a funny mm-hmm. way. You know, that '60s race cars yeah. and, and things like that. It's yeah. all stuff that we really like. We've, yeah, I can I can hear know. it. I can yeah, definitely yeah. hear some of your stuff like playing during the racing scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving music. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, the, um, the first is it the first song on the new album, or is it the tune-up where you have the the yeah, car? You've got the car in the background. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's we have this. It has this like sound effects record that's um, like Bonneville sound effects. Yeah. Bonneville Speed Week from 1960. So like 12 tracks, all these different sound clips of different cars, like jet cars and stuff running. Yeah, cool. So we sampled it. Yeah. And we like look and it's like it's so far in the past and so like uncommon or like I couldn't find any like copyright or anything. So I was like, I'm just gonna take it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. It's not on Bandcamp or anywhere. It's, it's nowhere. You... It's like nowhere. Like yeah. not even on YouTube. Like no one, no one's just no one's taken it and, and uploaded it to YouTube. It's nowhere. It's just a record of sounds. Like there's no there's no music or anything on it really. Yeah. yeah. So how'd you digitize it? Did you just like play it and then record it with a mic or <laughs> I had a direct out from the my stereo okay. into cool. so I got the cleanest record. possible sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. It works. I thought it was awesome. You can even hear like the record popping. Yeah, yeah. First, the first, first like, right there. We didn't, the we didn't drop. make that stuff. That's genuine. Yeah, it's real deal. Nice. But yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the whole idea. Yeah. Favorite movie? Yeah, Herbie. There yeah. you go. Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> Sweet. Um, album cover at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta reproduce that one. My, yeah, yeah. You should do. The, you should duplicate yourselves. Stuff. You should have like two versions of each of you, so you feel like look like you're a full band. Yeah, there'd be four of us on the cover. <laughs> the it four, yeah, yeah, yeah. different poses and shit. That'd be funny. Um, <laughs> so if if um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Doctor Who, um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So if you had like a TARDIS, which is basically a, a 
a time machine that could take you anywhere in time, um, what event or concert would you want to go to? Well, I want to go event or concert. I, I always think about, it's not even that. I just think about when I was a kid and my grandparents took me to Toys R Us in the 90s and I had the choice between the crash test dummies car or something else that was so crappy that I can't even remember what it was anymore. And I picked the something so crappy that I can't even remember what it was anymore that I picked the crash dummies car. <laughs> like my one regret in life is that I didn't pick that car. That, that was your sliding doors moment. <laughs> I, I didn't pick it. You know what I'm talking about? Remember the crash test dummies yeah, and they yeah. like blow apart and everything? Their heads yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the mannequin-looking things. And everything. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They had a cartoon for a while, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Slick and spin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. We had we had the as the kid the, the motorcycles. We had the solid car that like blows off and then the front fork comes off the the yeah. bike and everything. Yeah, they were terrible toys and they didn't like last oh. or stand the test of time yeah. at all. But trashy when they're new that the, the friggin' limbs wouldn't stay on them. Like you're trying to like set it up in, in the thing, it's like well, like worth anything if they're still in the box because that's the only way they're not broken. As soon as it comes out of the package, oh, it's broken already. <laughs> broken already. Yeah, the package is what's holding it in place. Yeah. yeah. So where would you want to go? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm so blindsided by the crash dummies thing. I can't, I can't even think anything now. <laughs> uh, we'll have to skip on that one. <laughs> I mean, gotta I, be a, I have, a show I have, or I have something. one other one. If I can pick two, I have one other one. Yeah, go for it's, it's now when I was in grade two, uh, they, they still exist, but remember Gushers? Yeah. <laughs> this, is an, this, is, yeah, this is another stupid <laughs> thing. <laughs> but so. What, like as a kid like when you get gushers like back in at least my day in bridgewater like we you know like a lot of the time you get like the no-name gummies and stuff like that in your lunch and they're like you know a little hard like they're good like whatever but like gushers like that's next level so anyway like mom fruit roll-ups and stuff like that like their own name brand stuff so mm -hmm. anyway i got gushers in my in my lunch and i'd had them outside for recess and these kids were like following me around like begging for one of my gushers like oh man can i want your gushers can i want your gushers and i'm like no i'm gonna eat these gushers myself and they kept on bugging me and bugging me so eventually like i got down to the to the, to the bottom of the bag there it's empty and stuff like that so i, I took the took the bag and like threw it at them crumpled it up and I threw it at them and they picked it up and there were gushers left in it i was so mad i was so, and they laughed at me and they're like <laughs> and i'm like eating the gushers and everything I'm like ah so if i could go back in time i'd make sure to finish that damn bag of gushers <laughs> it's my two biggest regrets <laughs> that i gave those kids gushers by accident that i didn't get that crash test dummies car so do you think any of them like had to split a gusher like how would you no. do that it was two guys, and they both definitely got at least one gusher each. Oh, man, my memory's a little fuzzy, but I know that they got like they definitely got gushers. It's like I remember so them. I can, I can remember them like going in the bag, like they pulled out one, like, ha, 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 and then they pulled out another one. 
It's, it's, it's like the like the two guys in Kung Fu Hustle when they steal the ice cream from the little girls. Yeah. They get on the train car and they're like, ah! Ah! <laughs> running down their face. <laughs> ah! Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so lastly, um, I probably should have asked this at the top of the podcast, but how did you come upon picking the name Green Reflectors? You want to tell that story? I talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) Me and dad were out in the the valley one time. It was like an automotive flea market that we went to. And after that, we're just kind of driving around and there was this old, uh, this kind of dumpy old house that had a bunch of junk in the yard. And this guy had this old bike with like high handlebars and banana seed on it. And like every freaking accessory you could possibly imagine was stuck, was stuck to this bike. And he had like all these tiny little round reflectors that were like stuck all over it, like all over the, the fenders and stuff. And this guy was having this big spiel about these reflectors. Like, yeah, you could you could find lots of red reflectors and lots of orange reflectors, but the green reflectors are rare. So you only got a couple of them. He's like going on about how, how rare these green reflectors were. And like, that's what it comes from. It's just kind of stuck. It's like, there's real no, there's like, yeah, there's really isn't like a deep meaning behind it. It's just like this, this, this kind of, Quirky, like quirky sales bike bicycle salesman. <laughs> quirky, quirky old guy. That, yeah, just had a bunch of junk in his yard. Yeah. Was had this big spiel about how rare green reflectors were. Yeah. His enthusiasm, and then it wasn't yeah. like we didn't name the band the Green Reflectors like right on November thirtieth, two thousand seven. Yeah. Like it wasn't until we played that we were going to play that show, and we had to sign up for the 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 sign the sheet or whatever to to get on the variety show or whatever, and. I think we might have had another, we had like two names that we maybe had picked out or whatever. And he ended up picking the the green reflectors. It's like the one we picked. So it's stuck. That's great. Love it. But yeah, <laughs> the name is literally that stupid. Come <laughs> <laughs> to find out years later, I, I, I did the, the Black Keys, their, their, their story of how they got their name, I think is kind of similar because it came from another guy, I think in their, neighborhood or whatever that like you, you black keys means i think it was something like like a weird kind of you're an oddball person or you're a real black key it's a weird vibe or something you get mm-hmm. from somebody who, yeah some, some crazy old blues musician told them that, that like, yeah it was something like that so it's kind of in a way it's kind of similar but it's <laughs> like a like a, a weird kind of old dude kind of gave us our band name and he has no idea <laughs> eh, whatever he, may, he might he might be uh he is is he gone? Is, yeah. 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 Is, yeah. No, it's a great name. It's a great look. It's a great vibe. I love your stuff. This has been Thank fantastic. You. Thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast. Yeah. Um, thanks for I hope, hope you guys get to come back up to New Brunswick sometime soon. Um, yeah. We're we're hoping to get back down to Nova Scotia at some point, but now with the winter coming, it's probably not going to be until springtime. But yeah. 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 Anyway, cool. All right, so that was my chat with Kyle and Aaron Furlot of the Green Reflectors. Again, check out their content online, check out their vinyls, go to their website, buy their merch, go see them when they play anywhere near you. Um, they're energetic, fun band, and uh, really, really dig the um, the surfy vibe. Um, some cool guitar riffs, some awesome drum work. Um, so yeah, all the links will be in the descriptions. And uh, until the next episode, um, which isn't going to be six months from the last, (laughs) like it was the last time, I'm going to start getting these rolling again. 
and uh, I got some other stuff in the works, which I'm really excited about. Can't talk about it yet. Um, so until the next episode of the Conundrum Podcast, stay safe, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. We'll see you in the next one.